0: is the mutiny Radio. FM. It is the flat black plastic show all this plastic that is flat and black and full of grooves I bought today all of it was less than $20 for all of it a lot of little records a lot of big records and uh, the country bear jamboree from Disneyland is the big one because I spent a lot of time there. So here it comes he's doing money. I'm mine.
1: Well, my! Now, here she is. That delightful, delicate, dedicated, and dimpled darling of the Dakotas. The last of the big-time swingers.
2: Swinging Teddy Barra. Swing it, Teddy. Wow, wait, here she comes.
3: Well, there he goes. He hardly knows the heart he's breaking. Lovely, lovely. I talk to him.
4: Come up and see me sometime. You hear?
1: Yeah. As soon as I find a ladder, I'll be right up.
4: say, hey, everybody, you're listening to Some Call Me Tim. We've been sort of in and out live today. We're waiting for your call, 415-550-0511. I I was playing a a little thing of me and Pancake that we recorded yesterday, but then I was like, let's play music, and then he took his things away. (laughs) He took his toys away. Here we are. You took a phone
2: call, an important phone call. I did. I took an important
4: phone call from... Mutiny Radio compatriot, uh, my buddy who basically without her, the station doesn't exist, uh, suggests she's the savior. In my phone, she says, suggest the savior. <laughs> she is, no, because um, the station was falling apart, and she was one of the people who was like, I got your back, and she's had my back for years and years and years and years. So, Can you put a number on it, more than five? Uh, since twi- well, Since longer than 2013, but since 2013, she's definitely, I couldn't do the station without her, so. Her and Richard Kiss are both like, really, really important people that I never pay. (laughs) that do it for free, because they love it and are amazing people. Support the arts. The the other patrons of the arts, for sure. So thank you, shouts out to Richard Kiss, our tech in Las Vegas and out to Suggests. Out there in Oakland right now, running the books and being awesome. And then I'm here right now with Pancake, and we're keeping the phones open four one five 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 zero zero five one one tell us
2: we just had a call we just had a call but we missed but it. we
4: missed it sorry i was on an important call and now we're waiting but we're i could take you. it
2: if you continue to teach me
4: oh yeah i'll show you whenever anybody calls back i'll show you how to make that happen There's
2: it's number 20 it's
4: here it's yeah it's the one marked phone that you can't see because oh. the world is falling apart and the entropy well, in the station is great um it the station is actually the best um, symbol of entropy when people don't understand what entropy is, like kids or whatever, and you're trying to teach them science, and they're like, what's entropy? And usually they say, well, imagine a pile of sand. and As the sand changes over time, that's entropy. Well, that's not the best example. best example is in this space <laughs> that things start out the way they are, and then more people come in, and then they don't restore things, and things fall apart very quickly. So entropy is the scientific study of how things fall apart, okay. and the station is a great symbol of that. Oh, I see. Now. Uh, of, of things starting out the way they're supposed to be and then falling apart. It's a symbol of entropy. And I try to maintain it, but it's almost like you, you're holding a huge pile, like a sand dune. You're trying to pile it all together and keep the pile, but there's still... Pieces. There's still entropy. It's still gonna degrade over
2: time. Needs a spring cleaning.
4: Oh, in here, yeah. yeah. Oh my God.
2: Things that were art pieces have fallen by the wayside and, and been destroyed. Uh, s- some uh, damage has been taken. Just looking around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the You damage. know, people bump into the walls, and the pieces are too low. But the ceiling, hey, the ceiling's an untapped it's, market. There we go. I could start stapling up there.
4: This, um, There's a box behind us that's very scary, and it. I have a really great scar on my back from the third annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival when there were too many people in here, and I was trying oh. to move behind people without asking for help. And I took, gouge, I took a huge gouge. I took a huge gouge out of my back, and I've got a great scar from it. And every time I see it, I'm like, ah, oh, the stew got me but it was it was a year where and it's and i was like i'm fine i'm fine and it still was bleeding and i still have a big you know mark on me but it's it's a reminder of how i need to ask i could have asked someone to move politely out of my way but i was moving really fast in the studio freaking people out
2: that's how i got my back injury i didn't i didn't you know assert myself yep we, didn't were we were myself. the caregivers become the the carees.
4: Mm-hmm. Well, I've learned a couple lessons this year. One, complaining is not asking for help. Two, I have to ask for help before I need to complain. Yeah. Three, <laughs> I don't need anyone's help. I can do it on my own. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's not. That's the old Pam trying to. And I'm. I'm also trying to learn how to not freak people out with my energy because it gets really ebullient and it scares people and I, I've known that for many years
5: mm.
4: but um, now I'm trying to keep that keep the scary energy under wraps that's I've just to keep me
2: going I've been seeing you wear these uh, skeleton gloves
4: because I'm freezing my ass off because their government is fucking with the weather <laughs> it's no, just I've
2: the bay <laughs> it's just the bay Hey, the bay is trying to heal itself
4: tell us what you think four one five 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 zero zero five one one
2: Are they messing with the weather callers? Are they messing
4: with you? Are you okay? Are you alone in your house?
2: Did they do the earthquake in Utah this morning?
4: 5.7. Is God speaking to us now?
2: I sure hope that he's got something nice to say. Or uh, keep it to yourself, God. (laughs) You know? (laughs) If
4: you don't have anything nice to say, keep it to yourself, God. (laughs) Lock it up. Remember, remember those old days If <laughs> you don't know, anything nice to say don't say it at all. Oh
2: it's kind of a boring world. Those days are long gone. The words can break your bones now <laughs> All the I fairy remember tales your clue. in in San Francisco they they put in this uh, plate they, they put in place all these um, suggestions heavy suggestions to stay home right? When did that happen? Two days ago. What was yeah. that? March sixteenth. Was that three sixteen? Mm. John
4: three sixteen. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son, that anyone who should believe in him should not perish, but have eternal life.
2: Is the, it, That's the Bible verse. Put that, yeah. Put that on a grander scale. Can you um, uh, interpret that in in a way that that makes it uh, ominous <laughs> or or splendid? for everyone
4: well I also I don't like the idea that one person is the savior of all unless you think of it that we are all one person that we can only save ourselves and then in that way I'm okay with it but I certainly don't like the idea that the entire structure of the world is based off one person that I don't necessarily know right that's going to come and do some miraculous thing on a white horse I mean thanks Disney
2: well We know the mind better, and we can find uh, people who would use these times um, uh, as—they could take advantage.
4: So I'm going to pull back the veil for the radio listening audience. One of the things when you deal with microphones is Mm -hmm. that inside of them is magnets, kind of like ICP, how the fuck do they work? But we at least know— that when you you have to talk into the magnets. If you do it like this, like you are, it doesn't it doesn't reach. There you go. Oh. So you gotta point it. I see. There you go. Now we're now we're picking what you're now we're catching what you're throwing.
2: Well, um, the people who who would take advantage in times like these can be found out at an earlier age, and they can be helped. But we, you know, we we were.
4: I've lost you. What are you talking about again?
2: um we're talking about banding together and taking care of each other oh and not having uh this separation this uh tribalism you know i don't know you and i can't trust you well in these times we have to trust each other we don't want to be in the dystopian um uh, a movie setting of the worst times like the road you can't trust anyone in those days so In those fictional times. Yeah. How no, th- no, no, I got it. Do people it. No, band it makes together sense. in times like this?
4: Well, that's the question. Do people band together in times like this or do they become more isolationist? And if they're forcing us to be more isolationist in our own homes and they're not letting us band together, what does that mean on a larger scale? Mm-hmm. Like, why keep. I mean, we have to keep people apart because of the virus, but. Is there a larger motivation for keeping people apart? And have they been planning it for a long time?
2: Um, Ooh, am I, I'm they, a huge, well, I, the ominous. why do
4: we need an iPhone 10? The iPhone 2 is just as fine. We've got to get more people to buy things. and A new
2: car every year.
4: we got to take resources out of the world and turn it into something so people can have everything they feel that they need. Well, how much do we really need? And when it comes down to times like this like what do you really need and who are people i guess it's who, who people are choosing to spend time with
2: you can rely on the basics but my generation we have to ask for permission for everything we need approval we haven't known anything for sure unless we looked at our phone And then we forgot what we were talking about in the first place.
4: Well, that is a thing I've brought up about your generation is that we've culled critical thought from our society in that we used to be able to read texts and be like, I have a base of knowledge to to weigh this information on. But now that information is also immediate and it just exists and you're like, Oh, that's true. That's false. This is real. This is Wikipedia. Like what are, what is the real base of knowledge? And I remember because they, when, when I went to college, we didn't have computers and they made us like read books. So the way I used to study for school is that I would take the reader and, and it'd be really thick. It'd be like, you know, a thousand pages. Or something. or And I read the whole thing four times. And I'd be like, yeah, I'm ready for the final. Ask me any question. I'll be fine. Because I read the material and I committed it to my brain and I learned it and I chewed it up and it was part of me, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that's what happens with knowledge when you really imbibe it is that it becomes part of you But now we don't have any of that. There's no one, even when you go to college now, because I taught college for a minute and they don't know anything. They don't know anything. They don't memorize anything. They don't even memorize their own work. Like when you're dealing with poets, and like I was dealing with poets, everything comes back to like my own little insular thing, but they wouldn't even memorize their own work. And they just, and it's like, if you don't have, if you don't value your own creative output, what do you fucking value? If you won't memorize and craft your own language, what the fuck, man?
2: No, you're right.
4: So everyone's just a bunch of walking iPhone screens uh, getting all their information right now. What's going on? What's happening? And do we have anything to weigh this against? Do, does anybody know anything about, like, I don't know, history? Are we the Roman Empire? We're here we are,
2: bread and circus. On the precipice. Yep. Waiting for th- our imminent doom.
4: Well, I, and weren't we all doing that anyway? what else are we what else are we burning time for we're all we're all like these little bags of skin and consciousness and we're all just burning time until we die and we used to burn time like doing important things like farming and making things and building houses and keeping shelter but now that all that's sort of a guarantee like what do we actually have to do and it's just burn time and it's interesting to watch people burn time right now like playing video games, watching Netflix. And didn't they, are uh, they got it all in place. Like there's enough Netflix that you could watch something forever.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, we're supposed to consume, consume, not create. Don't create anything unless it's approved by the powers that be. Uh, but that's why um, 3D printers are cool. Super cool. And, but they don't like push that on you. You have to go to like an art school and you have to be like approved in all these things. But well, my friend went out of these uh, on the outside of all these and taught himself how to do all these things, um, m- making music. He just uh, eBay is the best place right now. I'm sure. Well, it was. It was. We missed that window, but um, picking up used high end equipment from the 90s. You know, to make m- music or make uh, oh, in the last ten years, so many things want to be thrown away. Like you said, new new models of everything, draw pads for 3D sketching, and um,
4: ba- back to the printing thing. That's very interesting. They were oh s- yeah, 3D they were printing. S- they were studying that y- you could use hemp to in 3D printers that you could use that as a structure to then throw real human goo on it, and you could like 3D print kidneys. Oh. Like, because a kidney is like a filter, right? So So you could, there's all kinds of things that ostensibly if you're using hemp as a base, and it can hold like human stuff, you know? I don't, I'm not that smart. But they were studying it, so. I mean, it'd be neat, but only rich people are going to have access to that, like brand new kidneys that you just 3D print, hey, I'm a kidney shot, 3D print me enough, but with your own, with your own genes or whatever, with your own human stuff so that there wouldn't be any rejection issues because it would be yours.
2: They eat right. They don't need, they eat everything that is properly proportioned for their body because they have the best chefs and it tastes delicious. I'm
4: not talking about that scale of rich person, but like... You know, average rich people could have a th- three-organ printed, and they're yeah. gonna live till they're 200. And exciting stuff here happening work. in the world. You're not allowed in here; it's quarantined. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, he's got <laughs> the suit. He's fully Sam's ready for the apocalypse.
4: Sam's the got a suit. He's safe.
2: That's nice.
4: He can look cute in anything.
2: Put the put the hood on.
4: Someone get that Ooh. TikTok going.
2: Take a picture. All the kids did you know the dance? That's the new style. It's gonna make
4: the new Corona dance. Oh. It's um happening here.
2: I don't I don't get uh all the people dancing in this time of uh
4: How many suits did you get?
2: Oh yeah. One. How many suits did you get? Two. <laughs>
4: that was that was generous.
2: How many did they have left?
4: Use a microphone. Oh, there were some out there, but yeah, you can infect us in here. It's fine.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: It. I'm trying to figure out how this one works. It it. No, oh, you can have it. Take it. There's there's I'm still Why I'm didn't st- you get wipes?
4: We have wipes in the bathroom.
2: Those are dry. We need to wo- moisten them. I I don't like it when people leave those things open, you know? It just dries out. Like toothpaste. Oh, dry? Toothpaste uncapped dries a bone. Moisten. Moisten with uh that that lead polluted water. God, I love the infrastructure in America. Call in. Let us know what you're griping 5 about. 5
4: 0 0 5 1
2: 1. Oh, we're talking about... Uh, we were talking
4: about entropy.
2: The best part. And
4: then we were talking about how all people are just burning time and that's all that's left because we don't have any subsistence, anything. And we don't have to really worry about being alive. All we have to do is about hoarding all this stuff that's already there. But we're just all burning time till we die anyway. So now I don't know. All the things are in place that we don't have to. Like back in the oldie times, you'd be there'd be no time to waste, and you could just you be making cheese right now. But instead, we're just burning time playing video games and doing whatever else. Vibe, learning all the new vibe is like the new. I get you. It's like oh my god, I'm learning all the new. George Carlin
2: was right. Stop the creative thinking. Keep us.
4: Want my do you want my Keep real theory but I actually have a I, I have a real theory of how this has gone back years and years and years so Tell I used us. to teach I used to teach high school I used to teach junior high and high school and I saw it I saw it in 19 eat it I saw uh, there's a eat knife it. there's a knife there's a knife it's just it's safely in the bag
2: Sam is tapping a avocado on the booth window
4: well it's avocados are the currency of California and when
2: knife is yeah, so I have, cool I have cool
4: have cool knives um okay so I taught school and in 2000 2001 actually I stopped teaching school because I saw the incarnation of No Child Left Behind and I saw it as the systematic calling of critical thought from our education system I saw it coming they took away critical thinking and they started teaching to the test and they did it for a whole generation of people Mm -hmm. in the 2000s we made them fucking stupid and then I started teaching college at the like 2008 to 2012 and i had all these fucking idiots that we didn't teach and they had no concept of critical thought because we specifically got rid of it Mm -hmm. because we want dumb people to look at their phones and not know anything so we can tell them whatever we want and they say oh yeah that's okay because they have nothing they have no internal knowledge to make any choices based off because they have no concept of critical thought and we did that Yeah, but you're really smart, and you did critical thinking on your own, and not everybody does that, and so that's different. But like the majority of people right now are vapid as a pit of starfish, and you Mm -hmm. can tell them anything, and they believe it because it's on their phone. They're like, oh, that's real.
2: Yeah. If it's in print, it is for sure real now. That's why I want to make a website that just says the most positive things. It's impossible, but it's from a news site. It's the most fantastic. A family of 10 was rescued by a dog yeah <laughs> all lies
4: there's spoons if so you don't cut yourself there's spoons behind oh the yeah dude curtains. that's
2: the leading Lift cause the of going to the hospital for Millennials
4: I actually was thinking about that on the bus on the way here when I was thinking about knives because I had a knife and I was like that would be the worst thing to happen right now is to actually cut yourself pretty badly and have to go to the hospital and be like but we have super glue here. And I mean, that's I, th- I thought this all the way through. I was like, Oh, my God, what if I cut myself opening say an avocado?
2: This is and like the ultimate uh, workaholics episode, w- where we could theoretically put on a show where we uh, are going through the apocalypse and we we uh, improvise a cleaning uh, uh, no a sterile s- way of getting to the hospital. Pause and write sketches. <laughs>
4: okay. This, is, this <laughs> is no, except that. Hey, welcome to my Wednesday. Every Wednesday from noon to four, I'm live online. But if you wanna, yeah, hijack my show and write sketches,
2: it's fine. Well, let's talk about. Uh, what are we talking we about? Talk about? Trump. Call
5: in. No.
4: Someone else should call in. Four one five 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 zero zero five one one. It's um,
2: Again. Yeah. It's just a, for
4: me. It's just a regular Wednesday. This is where I would be anyway. Talking, talking to a person usually about God, but not today. Who's or your God? He's everywhere. Who's your God? I am my God.
2: Oh, you know what <laughs> I was just thinking? Uh, comics are professional human beings because we experience life and then we relay it back to people who aren't living lives.
4: Well, it's it's also that's the Shakespearean fool. It's the person that knows the most but that nobody trusts. Hmm. to know it, anything, but they're the ones, they're the, the true, you know, minders of the knowledge. Mm. They're the one that can tell the emperor he has no clothes. The only person that can do that is the fool,
5: oh. right?
4: right? And they've been around, and it's and it's an archetype that's been around, like, and you go, oh, they're the fool, but they actually know what they're s- saying. You can't have, like, um, you have to have perspective to have humor,
2: so. Everybody plays the fool sometimes. Yeah. Do
4: you want to sing karaoke?
2: No. <laughs> Not right now. Not in these times. You don't
4: sing with the radio, you sing on the radio. I could I 415 511 Tell me what song you want me to sing. Oh. oh. <laughs> I have a list of them in my phone anyways. I have all the songs I always want to sing.
2: Um, you I have hear a them right library now. of no, CDs. I just,
4: I just keep things in mind. um
2: Oh. What are the genres the CDs you I got have, over I have there? all
4: kinds of things i have in here um i have
2: you have a turntable
4: well we have youtube so we have access to all the karaoke from all time i actually have 52 karaoke discs here but i don't have the technology to play them anymore because they're all dvr so you can hear the music but you can't see the words because computers don't have that particular like in the early thousands i invested in karaoke (laughs) you know <laughs> yeah. how it is. But I also have a computer at home that has like 3,000 songs. But that was before everything was available on YouTube, and it's just all there, so it doesn't matter. Anymore. Well, Everyone's a karaoke host.
2: Pam, uh, do you know where the shortwave radio uh, antenna is? It's
4: somewhere in Oakland. It doesn't belong to me anymore. Oh. Stuck in the Middle with You. I want to sing that. Howard Jones, No One Is to Blame. That's one of my favorite ones. Sister Christian Night Ranger. I can't fight this feeling. I think that's Boston. Those are songs more. M- more than a feeling. But um, I can't find this feeling it's in longer. That's probably Chicago, feeling. actually. Um, what other songs do I have in here? Those are all, it's either just jokes and songs I want to sing. Sister Christian shows up again. Uh, just like my ballet teacher said, we always return to the bar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a joke for going back to alcohol.
2: I hate how things are like still normal online, but we're we're at a we're in a heightened state of awareness right now. But we're all supposed to relax.
4: Oh, I need a hero by Bonnie something or other. That's a great song. That's a good song. um Sam
2: can vibe with that.
4: Let's see, what other songs do I have in here? Uh, we should. You can get on that.
2: Twitter won't let me get past asking for my phone number. It wants my fucking phone number.
4: Here's a here's a ter- people in Texas are evangelolocos. <laughs> Evangelocos. <laughs> 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 that's a joke that's in my phone. My phone is just a gross place of because it. Anyways, it's like me being drunk on the bus and I write myself jokes. Oh, nothing. Um <laughs> I think those are all my
1: Cow br- cancer steaks. So here's a, blade. a concept.
4: Here's a concept I wanted to get people to get behind. If we can if we can make animals or if you can grow like a human ear on a rat, why can't we just make cows grow steaks on themselves like why don't we why do we have to kill the whole cow why can't we like put a little tumor growth on them that makes them have cow cancer and they just grow a steak outside their body of their own stuff and then we cut off the steak and we eat it and we keep the cow alive because i like cows i don't want to murder the whole cow just for a steak and we don't want all those parts of the cow
2: anyways every day we get further and further away from god's plan (laughs) with
4: I would eat a cancer cow steak. Would you not eat a piece of cancer cow? No. If a cow grew no. a steak on they its back, they can
2: splice apples and pears together. That's enough. That is enough. They can't make grapes into watermelons. I would Stop. also,
4: but I would also be willing if they took a rat and they put cow cancer on the rat and they grew a steak on a rat. I'm fine with that too. Like I'm fine with that. I'm even fine with. I mean, I would be willing to take out my IUD and impregnate myself for stem cells to help a friend. Like if a friend needed fucking stem cells, I would definitely conceive something to specifically have an abortion to give my friend stem cells.
2: Why not? No, you're right. You're right. At a point, to a point, for sure, we should be preserving the embryonic fluids when a baby is born so we can have um, someone... Uh, they they can live longer throughout the rest of their life because we have their their specific fountain of youth. Oh, uh, turn turn his mic up.
5: Oh,
4: okay.
2: Uh, which one is that? Uh, Eleven. Okay,
4: that's two, I think. It has an on-off switch.
2: I felt better that way.
4: Okay. What would you say, back. Sam? I'm getting seri- I'm getting serious again. It's I gotta put my hair, hair back
2: up. I still didn't hear it. Tennis elbow. Okay, tennis elbow.
3: Stem cells.
2: For stem cells, just in stem the elbow. Stem cells for tennis. Not for a heart. Not for a liver. Not for the large intestine. You know, every every day it gets gets closer to feeling like it we should have the island with Ewan McGregor.
4: Oh no, I'm really excited. This this whole um, I was thinking about. Willie Wan Johnson and the five point seven earthquake in um in se- Utah. In Utah. Salt Lake. Salt Lake. And I'm very excited because we're like on this fault line. And I feel like for a long time California is just gonna sort of become an island. We're gonna break off from the rest of the United States. We're gonna float out to sea. Oh we're gonna have God. a moat between us and like other states and shit. Oh Johnny Depp's gonna be our president because he's a pirate and we're gonna get all like the people to f- be on ships and like Gonna be great. I'm excited. And avocados will be our currency. That and entertainment, obviously.
5: Huh? Huh? <laughs> well,
4: because Hollywood still exists.
2: I could meet my president and. Oh my god. The world's gonna change. I. It already has. The wor- I can't, like. Why isn't anyone. We can't. Can Are anyone, you heating up your water? Can en- anyone render assistance? America. Four one
4: five 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 zero zero five one one if you have the answer.
2: I'll save us, Captain Planet.
4: <laughs> super, super Captain
2: Fitness, Planet Man.
4: <laughs> There's that.
2: You know, we're uh, not allowed to interfere with people who haven't met modern civilization. You,
4: some, sometimes I just can't. You just... <laughs> Keep saying words. I'm like, what is he talking
2: about? Yeah.
4: He won't doesn't want to use your microphone anymore.
2: Since he got the, uh, the special suit that he's taken off and he's eating the brown parts of a banana without regard. Okay. What are you playing Sam? You're opening Safari first mistake. Internet Explorer.
4: So there's things that have to happen before you, you know what to do.
2: Anyway. YouTube. Okay. Uh, Pam.
4: 415-550-0511.
2: Pam, call. Where, where do so. you go to uh, get your f- entertainment fix? Who, what? Where do you go to get your entertainment?
4: I read books.
2: You read books? Most of the time. Candlelight, uh, fluorescent, sunlight?
4: No, yeah, on my...
2: Okay, lighting. so
4: but before you do that, you have to turn off the other sound on the other thing. Okay. Okay.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Now. Because on the brink of the millennium, great tracks of this, the world's largest island, are still lost in the mist of time. New Guinea is located north of Australia, and is over twice the the size of Spain. The west is a province of Indonesia. The east, the newly sovereign state of Papua New Guinea. Jean-Pierre Dutilleux is a Belgian explorer well, and you ethnographer, could still call us if you since 1973, um, he has been part of the campaign out. to find yeah, gonna... the world's remaining isolated tribes, and help preserve their rights and tribal lands.
2: <laughs> no, this is perfect.
1: <laughs> For centuries, the hill tribes of the Owen Range have lived in aw- isolation from to avoid war. Yeah. Sam, you can use my microphone you I'm not afraid speak 700 All we can rely on, on is dialects. the basics. While Go back to nature, everyone. Take some shrooms. Go back to nature. They had just located a new one. The Tulambi. A tribe that has never been in contact with the outside world. Jean-Pierre is skeptical, but decides to verify <sighs> the stories about the Tulambi. Or himself. Jean-Pierre arrives at the village of Ouya Ouya, his first stop in his search for the Tulambi. Tutuyeux could end up spending months here. The helicopter may not return on schedule because the rainy season has already begun. Ouya Ouya is the home of the relatively sophisticated Ouya Ouya tribe. The explorers know they may be at risk of being caught up in a war Since their contact with the outside world, the Hill tribes have been fighting more frequently and more violently. A Papuan government in Port Moresby classifies sections of these highlands as fighting zones.
0: We hire porters to carry enough supplies to last the expedition for three weeks. But as usual, no one comes forward to carry the heavy box of film stock.
1: The Uya Uya tribe were the first outsiders to meet the Tulambi. They say the Tulambi have never seen a white man or even the Western clothing adopted by these Papuans. If this is true, the Tulambi could be survivors of the Stone Age. In the lead is Ala, the regional government health official and language expert who first told the outside world about the Tulambi. Huawei, the village headman and guide, marches ahead of Jean-Pierre.
0: At first, the going is relatively easy. But it doesn't take long before we find ourselves plunging through virgin jungle. It is not far, the porters keep saying, not far at all.
1: Scores of tribes live in these highlands. Many of them had no contact with the modern world until the 1930s. That's when the first gold prospectors stumbled upon tribes of gardeners and wild pig breeders who dug at the earth with stone tools and lived in a way that anthropologists say had not changed in thousands of years. They thought the white men were either gods or their ancestors risen from the dead. On the heels of the gold seekers, Came the Soul Seekers, missionaries bearing Bibles, medicine, and a new God. Recently, the Port Moresby government has expressed concern over eager evangelical preachers pursuing tribes that are better off if they're left alone. Some of the tribes left their villages to move deeper into the bush to escape the missionaries. Once in a while, these refugees from religious zeal return to their traditional ways only to be rediscovered and labeled as lost tribes. Until recently, the Uya Uya only knew of the Tulambi through the old stories. Things changed when Headman Huawei found a Tulambi baby by the river that divides tribal territories. When he took the child back to the tulambi village two tribesmen returned with him to his own village of uya uya it was one of the rare times that either tribe had crossed the river separating their territories the tulambis were spotted in the uya uya village by ala a government health official he learned that the tulambi were from an unregistered tribe that was about to be decimated by malaria Allah's discovery was briefly reported in a local newspaper. Jean-Pierre read about it, and this expedition was born. Jean-Pierre wants to bring quinine, food, and vitamins to a group of people that, if the reports were true, have never seen a wheel.
0: The leeches that slip through our clothing and into our boots are the least of our problems. We have been struggling through this green hell for days now. This is the worst I've ever seen. The Amazon is a kindergarten compared to this. Our spirits are low. It's raining harder each day.
1: Day three of the trek to Tulambi Territory. As they reach the top of the ridges, the expedition can hear the roar of the river they seek. As they plunge down into the valleys, the sound vanishes.
0: Four of my porters vanished during the night. They probably had enough as well.
1: After four days, Dutilleux and his team reached the river. Where headman Huawei found the Tulambi baby.
0: So where do you think we are? We are. We are here. If I turn my map. I think maybe we are here. If we follow this river, there's a big, a big crossing. Yes. Okay. Yes, it's going like this. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. It's a cone. Going like, like this. It's like an elbow. The helicopter, the helicopter dropped us in Ouya Ouya. The last place where landing was possible. We've been walking in this jungle for three days, to this position right here according to my estimate.
1: A bridge is quickly built. Only Huawei will cross
0: into Tulambi territory. If Huawei finds the Tulambi, I have no idea whether they will return with him. And if they do, will they come in peace or attack? We can only wait. Has any European been in this place before? The Red White Man's the place. No cat, huh? No cat. No cat missionary. No cat missionary, no cat, missionary, no cat white man, no all. Patrol no. government? No many officers are not the control man? We wait now. Huh? You think they come? Yes. We think I wait? Yes? Well we have come on, never walking. They're gonna come there. So yes. they're in there somewhere. Yeah. Wednesday, Thursday, and still nothing. Is this a bad joke or what? So where Our food are supplies lungs? are getting low. We've had enough.
6: Look what you don't
1: huawei returns after three days he reports that he found only a few tulambi the tulambi had been attacked by another tribe but a small group of adults and a few children have agreed to meet the explorers it is 1 48 p.m. when tutuye first sees the tulambi the footage you are seeing is unedited the only addition is the voice of Jean-Pierre.
0: According to Huawei, they don't believe that the white man exists. But if they do, That makes me one of the living dead. When I lose my balance, they seem a little reassured. Ghosts don't fall, I guess. At this precise moment, I'm convinced that he's going to let loose his arrow. Maybe he wants to see if it will pass through my body or not.
1: huawei returns after three days he reports that he found only a few tulambi the tulambi had been attacked by another tribe but a small group of adults and a few children have agreed to meet the explorers it is 1 p.m. when tutuye first sees the tulambi the footage you are seeing is unedited the only addition is the voice of Jean-Pierre.
0: According to Huawei, they don't believe that the white man exists. But if they do, That makes me one of the living dead. When I lose my balance, they seem a little reassured. Ghosts don't fall, I guess. At this precise moment, I'm convinced that he's going to let loose his arrow. Maybe he wants to see if it will pass through my body or not. They are both cheerful and frightened at the same time. This one tells the woman to stay back They look a little more determined this time. I wonder what it means. I feel it's important to show them my peaceful intentions. Michel, my assistant, has kept the remaining porters away from the scene. And Philip, the cameraman, is hiding about 60 feet behind me.
4: And everyone forgets that we're still on
0: the radio. Michel, my um. assistant, has kept the remaining porters away from the scene. And Philip, the cameraman is hiding about sixty feet behind me.
4: That's not cool. I'd maybe they think you it'll steal their souls or something. Yeah, yeah, I think that. You switched crazy. them around, so now everything's fucked up. I don't know which one. That one is three, which is the one that sucks, and I. <laughs> Four is the
2: one You're
4: that's right. good. There, okay.
2: should have been more narration to what we're watching. But, um... The listeners should get the URL uh, in the mail <laughs> eventually.
3: Look this up. It's called First Contact with the Tribe Tulambi. Tulambi. T-O-L-T-O-U-L-A-M-B-I. Tulambi.
2: And this all stemmed from my tribal... Um, with the ayahuasca Satan devils. Yeah. yeah. I. I know life's gonna go on. Human life's gonna go on in the most remote corners of the world, and um, they wanna. They they know. They know. They know what's up. All you can rely on is the basics.
3: He's Shelby. He's got Pinker shells.
0: He sees Philippe must look like a strange creature with an eye of a camera instead of a human face so serious
5: very alert
2: he's looking at the camera right in
3: We're on part two out of four.
0: Wow. Philip has yeah. been on previous expeditions with me, and mm-hmm. he knows these stone axes have deadly weapons. So enamored with
2: Oh, something just moved. Startled him. Probably a clasp or a buckle. Maybe a satchel was just undone and it fell to the ground. This human evolution. This, this is first contact. This is human um, psyche. This is uh, what we do when we don't know what it is. My group's gonna walk over and see what's happening. I have all the weapons. Guess I'll scout it out. You're gonna need some time to figure out what's going on here. But you know what? you are the safest people in the world right now. We flew too close to the sun.
5: It's kind of shady.
2: How do you mean, shady?
3: He's just
0: got kind of a a skinny look. This one, for some reason, he's... Terrified by my black bag. He yeah. tastes the salt that nice. I brought as a gift.
5: Oh maybe no, it's yours.
2: I'm into that single use
1: Danger. Life.
0: His breathing is short, a sign of fear.
2: Wow, they've been isolated for so long. I can't imagine anyone looking other than what they look like. I've
4: heard that when you go to China and you're white, people want to touch you and they like think that your hair is special or That's kinda what we're talking about. what
2: <laughs> <laughs> I th- don't they have books with with well sketches Yeah, and
4: but if, if everyone you it's the same thing, Bernice. Ye said it. She's like, when I was in China, I looked like everyone, and every all we all look. And if you see white people, you're like, whoa, because everyone looks Chinese all the time.
3: So. <laughs> all the time. They never <laughs> break character,
2: not even to take a shit. <laughs> I guess I was spoiled living in a melting pot. I was I never went up to someone and I was like, Hey, can I touch your teeth? They're different than mine. Hey, they can like I touch your hair I, different black than people. mine? Yeah. Your hair is always straight.
4: Well, we do that to black people all the time. People touch black people's hair No, without you're permission. not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to do that. I don't do it to Asian to people.
2: people. Their hair is so straight. Like right.
4: touch a black person's hair without. Not, consent. not
2: just any black person. Is it
4: like. Stevie no, wonder. wonder or something? It's
2: Barack
3: Obama. You got fear? to touch Barack I Obama. I popped No. Oh, that would have been a story. My uncle uh,
2: knows a guy who has a picture with Brock.
5: <laughs> Woo. Yeah.
2: Knows a guy with Six a picture. Degrees. Just a picture. Six,
5: Six degrees.
3: He photoshopped himself in, but he's a very talented <laughs> Photoshop artist. He, enough so that he actually got to meet
6: the president. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <So> <laughs>
0: he probably, yeah, he got invited to the White House. After the sold, I show him matches. He burns his hand as if he can't believe. This is real fire.
3: Oh, he shows him matches, this, feels this like is like really
4: cool. Oh, yeah. It. Make fire like that? Wow. Ooh, they smoke cigarettes? Do they know about that stuff? No, no, that's no. something in their nose.
6: Yeah, that's something in their nose.
0: After the salt, I show him matches. Is Coke straw? He burns his hand, as if he can't believe. This is real fire. This feels like a meeting in a time war. Perhaps these two be, with their wooden spears and stone axes, are the living ancestors of we, who have learned to fly without wings, talk with the stars, and destroy our own planet. Wow.
1: It is not a case of once bitten, twice shy. The bravest warrior wants to know more about the gift of fire sticks from one of the living dead. But he discovers the phosphorus on the matches tastes awful.
7: He's like, let's fucking leave this place. It's Nick
1: The gift of instant fire like seems either. to I convince the Tulambi that like living dead or not is socially acceptable, or at least is no immediate threat. With what may be one of the oldest gestures oh, of humankind, oh, the right please. hand, the weapon hand, He's offered him greeting.
4: And then he broke some kind of like, now you're creeping me out, bro. Yeah. 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 He's like,
5: let
1: me feel your warm, dick, bro. <laughs> <flesh> and bone <laughs> and muscle, just as they are.
4: <laughs> Popping a feel. He's like, damn, nice try. dude." <laughs> what do you work
2: out? Plenty of fitness? guys, if I may, I think uh, the planet needs to realize what's happening. And we need to do what's happening here. Uh, We need to stay where we are. And uh, maybe once every five years have a delegation to go uh, abroad and and move somewhere. But the way that we're living now, we can't just. Fly everywhere, okay? We have the internet, so everyone hunker down. We have the internet. We don't need to fly everywhere. Stay where you are. Live a final flight home, okay? And then no one's going to another continent.
6: Uh, You got this. Can you entertain them for 10 minutes? I I got it.
2: I'm going to unpause it. Uh, Don't
6: unpause it. Don't
2: unpause it. Well, you can't force me to. Okay, well, who could resist? Anywhere else in the country, I was a bookie, gambler, healed by cops day and night. But here, I'm Mr. Sam Rothstein, and running a casino. And uh, to me, uh, that's like selling dreams for money. Oh, honestly, Pam, don't make me do this. No, I'm not! I didn't do okay. What are you- if I if I unpause it. No, no, no. It's, Don't unpause it because I the buzz <laughs> I know. No, I it's I wanna have a sound puzzle. come well, outside then. I'm well, we're all we're all doing we need to Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna do all the we're like totally lifting back. Okay. I can put on a seat. Oh uh, lifting the veil. Collars.
4: Yeah,
2: don't callers, don't oh. call in for the next ten minutes. <laughs> But uh, get yourselves ready. Keep watching first contact with the uh, tribe Tulumbi by by minute. We're on part four. We're on, we're on part two of the English dub. Just um. Let's play uh, The Strokes, Interpol, let's play The Muse, play Mars Volta.
4: Ah, fuck that, I'm going play some Bob Marley, I'm still going through my phase. Get up, stand up, get up, stand up, <laughs> turn that shit off. you still going through your phase? <laughs> yes, yes I am.
2: Chill out everybody. <laughs> Just wind down. Just find yourself an island out in the sun and uh, get out there, enjoy it while you can. Smoke what you got because there's no more shipments coming from abroad. Hey, start planting things if you're able plant your things because uh, you're going to have to start growing your own things eventually. Don't forget to give us a call at 415 550 0511. Don't forget about us.
1: Shenanigans
4: are upon us. All right. Uh, so, this is the second hour. Some call me day Tim on day three of Corona, the 18th of March 2020. We're all still alive. Hey, I'm really excited that we're creating ephemeral objects. We're creating digital, ephemeral objects that will live on the internet until the power goes out, or whatever that means, or <laughs> whatever. Because if it's truly the end times, we're not gonna have power, right? And then and then the and then then the first contact shit becomes important. We're like matches. We have a lot of matches here at Mutiny Radio. I'm gonna start hoarding those. Don't take my matches. <laughs> no, if you guys wanna, don't come here um, unless you've already been here or you're wearing a hazmat suit. <laughs> like the live Sam. Sam wants the live stream back up because it's not real unless somebody's watching. Oh like that I'm hey because it's, it's 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 the aesthetic that I believe in that it, you know, my, um, no I don't God. well I'm just gonna keep living in the past here Ooh. you can do anything you want it's your world Sam. I have to say, though, that I don't necessarily wearing a hazmat suit and now he's like on the corner. Of and and uh, wherever we are, I know don't come down here. Stay in your homes. If you're listening to us, thank you. Press the donate button, getting silly. But um, you know, give us a call, 415-5500-511. Tell me how you're doing. I'm actually interested to see how you're coping and if there is enough on Netflix. Did they preload Netflix enough with enough stuff that everybody's gonna be okay? needs to watch everything all the time. There's lots of books. I know we're not allowed to go to the library, anymore, but were, were, there are books there still. I have a lot of books. Don't come to my house. <laughs> I'm partially joking, but I'm partially serious. I mean, I, there are rules set in place by the people above for a reason, mm-hmm. and I totally get that, and that's really important. But then we have to wonder, like, are the people in charge having our best interest at heart? do we believe that they do? And I think that in the city as a whole, like, I fucking trust London Breed. She's a badass. Like, she's, she's a local San Franciscan, and I feel like she has all of our best interests at heart. I really do. So, thanks for doing that and being like, you know, I also believe in Gavin Newsom, and he's the governor right now, and it's like, I believed in him. I've, I've always felt like he's had our best interests at and I love his hair and I would buy a used car from him any day of the week. So, but I, I don't know, what is it, what it makes people want to be politicians? Who wants to be in charge and have people trust them? Don't trust me. Everything I'm saying is fake news, total opinion, free speech, all that stuff. But, you know, people that actually try to be in charge and think about the good of everyone, thanks for doing that. And I hope that everybody sort of that communal idea. And I don't I don't wanna be like a conspiracy theorist and believe that they're trying to cull the thoughts of liberal America by shutting down the Bay Area. Because that's the hubris of you know Oh, we're so our thought is so important as socialists and liberal weirdos that do we actually have an effect, or we have so much of an effect that they would try to shut it down? See, that's where the conspiracy theories. Anyone who knows Alex Jones, tell him to call us You zero zero five one one. Two boys are being crazy on the corner, and I don't necessarily approve of that.
5: <laughs>
4: or from Mutiny Radio on the corner, so. and I guess they're TikToking it because that. Really important to
5: the kids. Stuff.
4: Okay, cool. At home. Everything's gonna be okay. okay. We'll keep creating ephemeral documents. Thought. Let's uh let and Bob Marley convey some shit. Give me a call, please. 415-555. Let's get
5: water into
4: Hey, caller.
2: Excuse me? Hello, caller. Hi, caller. What? Hi. Oh, hey,
4: Pam. Hey, oh, it's, my gosh, is this Chris Rocky? Uh, what? Uh, who is this? Is this Chris Rocky?
2: <laughs> uh, Well, I think I got the wrong number. I'm sorry.
4: Oh, or did you not mean to call Mutiny Radio?
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm trying to call the crisis Hotline. Uh, I'm realizing too many things about the uh, state of the world.
4: Is this pancake calling from outside?
2: Yes, I'm on the <laughs> outside. <laughs> oh, so this is what it's like to be a caller.
4: Yeah, it's a little, well, it's weird, too, if you can actually hear the playback from in here. So it's it's like you're in an echo chamber.
2: This is a delay.
4: Yeah, it's, it's a symbolic, it's a literal and figurative echo chamber right now.
5: Oh, hmm.
2: mm. well, I'm walking away slowly.
5: Give us the um, word on the so, street.
2: Oh, Sam's making a call for us. Um, uh, let's play some music in the interim.
4: this is appropriate song too Worry, everybody. Gonna be fine. It's gonna be fine. The same. It's. I mean, we were all. We're all every time you know we're born and we're facing death from the moment we're born. So, we're still facing the same mortality we always have been. So, I mean, I guess it's scary for some people to think about it for the first time. But. Us stand-up comedians have been thinking about killing ourselves for years, so we're like very in touch with. (laughs) Thank God, fifty-one fifties don't work anymore, right? Just kidding. Um, No, I mean, thinking about your own mortality isn't that part of life? And like, what is? Why does? Why do all those religions exist and stuff? Unless we have an immense crippling fear of death. Four one five 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 zero zero five one it was
3: a buffalo soldier in the heart of america stolen from africa And he was taken from Africa
4: Kevin is gonna call in, that's exciting and fantastic. Yeah, 415-5500-511, please call in. And uh, we're here and hanging out, getting deep or not, whatever. Just hanging out, keeps being alive, yay! I was just telling the radio listening audience that this is no different than any other day for me because I'm constantly facing my own mortality and feeling like I'm either gonna kill myself or I'm gonna die any second of every day. So this is like nothing, this is just like any other fucking day.
2: We're the artists, we suffer for everyone more because we're the conduits and we burn out quickly. We, we have um, the main line to the universe and we, um, we, we give it back to ourselves, but um, the powers that be are so good at separating us and keeping us fearful of separating ourselves from from the status quo and
4: being different and being in touch with the divine as opposed to being in touch with the status quo is that what you're saying yeah
2: okay good when, you're when you are done I'm
4: catching what you're throwing
2: when you're done at work the
4: kids say just I'm go vibing
5: home. with
2: you when you're done with work just go home and watch TV and then and then let me show you some commercials for the next thing you can buy. I used to be that
4: person. No, I used to be like I used to work in a corporate job and come home and watch T V till I fell asleep on my really nice couch that I bought and you know, and and then on the weekends I'd have big parties because I'd go to Costco and the joke was like, Oh my god, when you go to Costco, you can't get out of there without spending a hundred dollars. I am I right? It's just so hilarious. And it wasn't a joke then, it was like a true thing. Like all I did was spend money and drive my Lexus around and Fucking watch TV and figure out what I was gonna buy on the weekends and what you
2: know. But you broke free, <clears throat> you separated sure. yourself from the norm. Yep. Alienating yourself sometimes.
4: Yeah, uh, definitely.
2: When you walk away from a cult, everyone you know, every your whole support system, is shunning you, and treating you terribly. Well, you're actually doing t- the right thing for yourself if you walk away from these kinds of oppressive things <laughs> What are we going to say? What are we going to say, Pam?
4: Nothing. I forgot my thought.
2: Walking Sorry. away from a cult.
4: Walking away from a cult. Yeah. Well, it just it's hard to it's it's hard to have money and then leave it. It's hard because you because all you see all the stuff and things that money can provide, but then sometimes like your economy just gets different and like, I've always I Aaron Atkins called it, I I love cheese, which is why if I nanny for people, I make sure they have at least nine kinds of cheeses in their cheese drawer. Oh, (laughs) jeez. Because, no, not nine. Nine is great. That's when I'm like, (laughs) oh, my God, I want to work for these people. But there's, you know, there's the things I used to be able to buy for myself that I don't have access to anymore, so I've found access in different ways to the things that I still like.
2: Oh, I really
4: like expensive wine.
2: Props to you. You you. found a way to usurp... um, living the lifestyle to still have the the taste that you acquired fulfilled
4: well and now it's there's no point in it anyway because you could give me Charles Shaw and I'd be like oh this is great wine I can't taste any wine anymore it's all memory of. if you tell me it's good I believe you It's, oh. it's the cat food thing you could feed me cat food and I'd be like oh this is great if you told me it is what whatever you said I believe you
2: stinky cheese and with uh, the fermented fish that comes in a can That when you open it, you stain your house with that smell.
4: I it wouldn't matter. A durian, you could bring in one of those fucking freaky ass things from another country that smells like dead people, and I'd have no idea. There not nothing there was something everyone kept saying something smelled dead (laughs) in this one place I was hanging out a lot at. I don't want to badmouth them. Everything's fine now. But (laughs) um I didn't smell it at all. Yeah. Sam looks like he's gonna go paint a really expensive house.
2: <laughs> Speaking of, we need uh, carbon monoxide detectors uh, up to up to date, everyone, and everyone listening, and everywhere that I visit. Uh, I guess I'll just buy my own and bring them to the places that I frequent, and because um, I, I'm tired of <laughs> getting carbon uh, carbon monoxide poisoning in uh, on surprise well
4: see that's fun it's almost like getting nitrous it's like getting whippets without your knowledge you know you start getting high and you don't know what's going on you're just like I feel like I gotta pass out right now this feels good hell yeah and so thanks for the free high
2: yeah but I'm saving our lives right from a, a pleasant send-off it is so pleasant to, you know a co- when you're about to slip into a coma it feels so right just I've, to fall asleep. I
4: read the Jack London stories about the guy who dies. He it. He doesn't listen to the. It's a man versus nature story, and he's out, and then he loses his last mat. He gets a fire going finally, and then this boof, this thing it melts. He he does a fire under a tree, and then the heat from it melts the snow, so that it falls on his fire and it kills oh, his fire. No. And then his dog. Like there's all these signs that Jack London plants throughout the story of ways that he could have not died and you don't know that he died until the end. But he's because he's so happy and he just like floats off and then you get the perspective of the dog at the end because the dog lives because oh. the dog buries itself in the snow, which is the no. fucking it's like the um, Han Solo trick, you know?
2: Oh, um, Did it Describe that
4: Han Solo didn't have to cut open the Tauntaun to put Luke Skywalker inside of it to save him to keep him warm he could have just buried himself in snow because you create like a little like your body snow can actually insulate you if you're in it oh, and yeah. so you make yourself a little snow tunnel it's a, it's the trick the dog was supposed to teach him but Whoa. the guy wasn't listening to the dog have you ever read that Jack London story like
2: anyway, Do- story, a dog really has good. fur to uh, insulate it Wait. And snow is itself very insulating exactly. when you're in it. Um, so you
4: have to just build yourself a little snow cave, and, yeah. then, and then he would have survived, but he didn't. So anyways, well. Jack London. Oh, the things we learn from reading. Yeah, everybody go out, get the collected works of Jack London. They're really, really good. It's in a big, big, fat book. And he lived here and lived in Oakland. That's why they call it Jack London Square. And there was a bar that he liked to frequent and he would go up to Napa all the time and hang out in weird hot springs and shit. And yeah. He was like a notorious drunk. He was actually super interesting. He tried to sail all the way to like Papua New Guinea or something and it was him and his lady and they didn't make it. <laughs> yeah. They, well, they were alive or whatever, but they they didn't they couldn't survive. The trip was longer and more different than they imagined. So, but he fancied himself like an explorer like that shit, you know?
2: Yeah. Back London. Yep. pioneer
4: yeah great writer yeah in great stories I, One of my first authors i really connected with
2: he has a hut like in in jack london square in oakland like at the pier of um
4: jack london square in yeah. Oakland.
2: yeah right next to alameda alameda just build a moat and you can keep out the riffraff
4: it's true it's impossible to get there there's there were some comedy shows out there but i never get to alameda because you have to go under or oh There's no, Bart doesn't go there. There's no transport.
2: There's buses.
4: Ugh, but that's such a pain in the ass. Like I'm gonna Bicycle. take Bart from, bu- and then what's the reason to go to Alameda? It's like. I don't
2: know. You have a scooter.
4: There's no, I feel no reason to ever go there. <laughs> Except for the, like the one cool comedy show that's like once every, anyway, doesn't matter. There's no more comedy,
2: it's dead. So Bart is not running. Right. No,
4: Bart's running right now. No way. Yeah, Bart's running and Muni is still going. It's just a ghost town on on the Muni buses and the whatnot. And everybody really should like, you know, listen to the people, stay home. I'm Again, I'm only out because I don't connect with any old people or children. And I've already been in this space and it's kind of like a residence. And I'm not really – and media is important. And you should give us a call, 415 511 We heard Kevin Quigley was going to call See that's the thing that's entropy is right what's in front of you. I just did those chords yesterday and made them all not suck and now they're all jumbled up again. So it's just entropy, how everything just moves around and anyway, here we are, mutiny radio. Entropy is upon us. Um and uh, yeah.
2: It's not the end of days. Let's have more hope. I think um, I think we're buying into it and we're feeding it. So let's not let's not continue the cycle I want to have a, a little spring cleaning of our emotions right now
4: well it's actually not a bad idea if people are trapped in their homes to fucking clean them like hey you haven't been there hey I, I'm I live in San Francisco that means my my living room is a bar my bar is closed So once you're in your own home it's like oh what do you do clean your house go Yo, it's it's springtime Get Get that Dyson out.
2: Get high and clean your house.
4: Yeah, and you know, bake some bread. I don't know. Those are the things I do. Like.
2: (laughs) Or, yeah, well, yeah, make, craft, um, develop.
4: Are Are you working on your novel? Work on your novel.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well. You know,
4: work that out. Work on the novel.
2: 2020, the year of creativity or support the artist and all that I would hope so now it's forced upon us. And we have to talk to each other
4: Through strange through four one five (laughs) five five zero zero five one one.
2: Or, you know, there's so many ways to talk now, Pam, we could see each other's face.
4: I know I don't do FaceTime. I don't like that's the thing I don't. I just don't like the future I know it's not the future it's now people FaceTime people like video people want to see things
2: how natural is it to observe, observe someone I don't and see their face
4: I like to listen and I like to read I like to be I don't I'm just an old-timey
5: lady
2: <laughs> yeah that's it so you don't look people in the eye
4: I know but that's I look people in the eye absolutely when but
2: you when you're on the phone you don't you close your eyes And you, you, uh.
4: Well, I can't see people on my phone anyway. So, and I don't really talk on my phone very much, honestly. I. The only time I talk on the phone is like to people here at the radio station. I don't have long conversations with people on my cell phone. Like, why would I do that?
3: Mm. I I don't know. Era of peak lava and beyond, then take a chance on the Chancellor. To do catch
4: your bus and ride up this avenue in New York City. city? Alright, it's six o'clock. It's mutinyradio.sf and fm. Other way. Mutinyradio.fm in sf. I'm your host. Grant Benjamin. It's gonna be joke workshop coming up here in a second. It is Martin Luther King Day. Um cool. I saw a picture of him flipping someone off. I'm like, that's Sounds about right as how it should be. We're going to listen to some blues and we'll be back when there's a quorum uh, of comedians here for Joke Workshop. Everyone, of course, is going to wear masks and be super, super safe. And um, there's bags up at the front to cover your microphone. Please donate to Mutiny Radio. Uh, you can do that with cash in the bucket at the front or you can always donate at Mutiny Radio. On our Venmo that is exciting as well so uh, yeah we'll be back with joke workshop remembering that when you feed so much a shit sandwich make the bread taste good so toast it up and um, you know we're gonna give positive critique and the whatnot we'll be back in a little bit here with joke workshop
3: On the ground, want to catch me a train and ride to Sugar Hill in New York City. It is today. Prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves.
4: Tomato? I know I just said that. Where'd you get that fine heirloom? What a tomato. Look, man, this isn't a come on. Just tell me where you got that beautiful tomato.
7: What a tomato. 2055 Jarrett Avenue.
6: Hope your legs are looking sexy because we're going to charm your pants off. Come to the Charm Offensive Comedy Show at Punchline San Francisco. It's a night of great jokes, magnetic personalities, featuring the Bay Area's most awarded comedians plus national headliners. You'll laugh. You'll swoon. And when you regain your composure, you'll swipe right. Tuesday, March 7th. Doors at 7, show at 730 at 444 Battery Street in San Francisco's Financial District. Brought to you by Paco Romaine and Destiny's Mom's Comedy. Our last show sold out, so get your tickets now at punchlinecomedyclub.com. Charm Offensive at Punchline Comedy San Francisco. Tuesday, March 7th. See you there, sexy.
4: It is high noon on a Tuesday. I mean, what? It's Wednesday. (laughs) It's Wednesday. That's how high I am. I thought it was Tuesday. I missed a day. It's Wednesday. It's the 18th of January.
7: I I think so. I think that's right. I
4: think that's right. Uh, You're here on the Altacast. I'm joined by Arden of The Night Space and also by Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth, here bringing it in. Yeah. Uh, oh, actually, you're on four there. Oh, there, there we go. There we go. Hey, yeah. there we go. There's fault. Latoya. Hey. Hey. Your, your hair is still purple. You're still a mermaid.
6: Ah, swimming with the fishes.
4: <laughs> Heavy, uh, it's uh, We could swim outside right now, feeling like a fish. Uh, one cool thing that happens on this corner is that when it rains like this, the the um, it floods <laughs> the road right out here, and it's really fun. It's like, you know. Where do the fish I have this is this is a question where when a f- lake freezes over uh-huh. the fish stay yes mm-hmm. what if the f- lake completely freezes then they die
7: if it completely froze yeah. they' probably die.
4: But then how do they come back the next year?
7: So what happens is when water freezes, uh, it hits a critical temperature, and I'm sure somebody in the audience is going to correct me on this, but I think it's about 4 degrees centigrade when it's its densest, and it comes down to the bottom of the lake. And it keeps doing that until the whole lake is about 4 degrees centigrade, and it's only once it hits that temperature that the top begins to freeze so there's this kind of buffering effect that happens that prevents this kind of middle layer where the fishy live from completely freezing so uh
4: so the fish don't die
7: yeah at least that that's what i remember from high school classes
4: no this but here's the thing where uh, i used to go to burning man so black rock city is out there and uh during the summer it's a dry lake bed but during the winter it's a lake But then in the summer, you don't see like dead fish bones everywhere. So, where do the fish go?
7: Well, that must be a dead lake then. So, it it just
4: fills up with water and just never has any fish.
7: Yeah, unless there's some species that survives in the mud or something, like mud skippers.
4: I don't understand science at all. Uh, Here we are on the (laughs) Haltecast. I don't know. I'm like, I don't know. Where do the ducks go in winter? Uh, Holden Caulfield. uh, I'd like to know. Uh, Here we are with the Drug Policy Alliance Minute. Stop the Jeff Sessions nomination. Uh, He was picked to be the next attorney general, and if confirmed, will bring back militarized Reagan-era drug war tactics and raids on marijuana businesses. Send a message to your senator now. There's a little click link. If you go to Drug Policy Alliance, you can send a message to your senator. How many of you guys
6: ever written your senator? Not today. Once. Once. When I was in a high school.
4: Was it for a school assignment or was it a... No,
6: um, I forgot what it was. It was like when I was living in St. Louis or what have you. So I remember writing to our senator about that. Oh, and I did, actually I do remember I re- we wrote our senator about an AIDS quilt when I was in elementary school. Huh. Yeah, that was like in the late 80s, early 90s.
4: Because you wanted an AIDS quilt.
6: yeah. Yeah, that's when I was in Catholic school, so when we were able to like um, contribute to the AIDS quilt that was going on at the time. So,
4: wow, Catholics talking about AIDS
6: in, in, in Southwest Missouri at the time. too. Yeah, wow. it's like 90, 1990, ninety. That is.
4: No, I I wrote my senator recently about the whole um, Trump inauguration with the uh, Electoral College and trying to abolish that. I recently wrote a little thing
6: uh camilla dave or camilla harris
4: camilla harris yeah oh, well isn't isn't nancy pelosi one of our people i didn't yeah. i didn't yeah. know skeletor had a sister
6: Harris sorry
5: that's
4: a that's actually a drummer comedian aaron barrett joke i should get he, when he does his george w bush voice and he's like <clears throat> and, and i've made some mistakes Yo, know, you you made some mistakes namely nancy pelosi <laughs> i didn't know Skeletor had a twin sister <laughs> um, <laughs> that's, that's in his that's in his george w bush said uh yeah little taquitos it's mexican for little tacos <laughs> see i wrote that too because originally he said spanish and i'm like oh no george w says mexican yes. that's yes. mexican yes. for little taco baby um Science, so talking about science, science once again claims marijuana is medicine in landmark National Academy of Sciences report. Once again, the scientific community has come back with evidence against the Schedule One categorization of marijuana. Yay! Uh, today, the National Academy of Sciences released a comprehensive review of research on marijuana and concluded that marijuana does indeed have medical value.
6: <gasps> what? Is it like like again? Happy yes. We already knew that for some dumbass out there. We
4: knew, we knew. But uh, the review concluded one of the therapeutic uses of cannabis and cannabinoids is to treat chronic pain in adults. The committee found evidence to support that patients who were treated with cannabis or cannabinoids were more likely to experience a significant reduction in pain symptoms. For adults with multiple multiple sclerosis-related muscle spasms, there was substantial evidence that short-term use of certain oral cannabinoids, man-made cannabinoid-based medications that were orally ingested, improved their reported symptoms. Furthermore, in adults with chemotherapy-induced nausea and vomiting, Uh, there was conclusive evidence that certain oral cannabinoids were effective in preventing and treating those ailments. This is not the first time the scientific community has made claims about marijuana as a medicine. The LaGuardia report, Uh, was commissioned by then-mayor of New York, Fiorello LaGuardia, in response to the Marijuana Act of 1937, the Fed's first attempt at controlling marijuana use in the general public. The report confirmed what LaGuardia suspected, that the effects of marijuana did not impact a person's sensibilities or ability to make good decisions, and that it was likely was not as dangerous as Anslinger and his buddies were making it out to be with their Reefer Madness campaign. The next scientific assessment of marijuana was commissioned by Richard Nixon in the early 70s. The passage of the Controlled Substances Act created drug schedules, a system for classifying drugs based on their medical value and dangerousness. Nixon commissioned the Schaefer Report to study the effects of marijuana and make recommendation as to what the appropriate schedule might be. The report concluded, considering the range of social concerns in contemporary America, marijuana does not, in our considered judgment, rank very high. (laughs) We would de-emphasize marijuana as a problem. The existing social and legal policy is out of proportion to the individual and social harm engendered by the use of the drug. Nixon disregarded the report, and marijuana remained a Schedule One drug. I didn't know that came out in the 70s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I—, I Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize you, that there was a report ha- that said it's, there's nothing wrong with it. And he went, i the wrong with all these hippie yeah. crazy kids.
6: Hippies and Negroes were too busy having a good time and Nixon had to kill that party.
4: Had to kill that party.
6: And arrest it's them.
4: It's just, it's so crazy to me, this whole schedule one thing. Schedule one drug means that it's like, heroin
6: it's a rating yep.
4: system it's a rating system saying that marijuana is bad
7: and cocaine's number two
4: and cocaine's a schedule two
7: yeah wow <laughs> because they still use it in eye surgery wait
4: because it's an analgesic
7: yeah yeah so uh,
6: and plus politicians love it oh yeah yeah
4: <laughs> well if you've got hemorrhoids uh it's great you just stick it right on there and get high and don't feel a thing nice. uh before I finish this, I said heroin as a schedule one. And I wanted to tell you guys a quick story about what happened yesterday uh, in the, in the uh, station here. Uh. So it's 4 o'clock. I'm getting ready. It's still a sunny day. I'm going to go pass out a bunch of the beautiful posters for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2017 coming up March 1st through 5th. I'm leaving. I'm excited to leave. I've done all the work here trying to get out of the building. And a guy walks in and he's like, and he smells like, you know, like, you know, some questionably housed people smell like they're trying not to smell, but you know that they're questionably housed, like you know something's up. Yep. And he's like, DJ. i do the rap. And he's white. And I'm like, yeah, sure, you do the rap. I'm like, I'm getting out of here, though. I gotta go, I gotta go. And the thing is, I just counted all the money. So I have $1,400 in dues in my bag as he's walking in. And I'm like, fuck, and I hide the money in my backpack. And I don't want to say, Hey man, I got to get out of here. I got to go run, do a bank run because I'm afraid he might steal my money. Well, I don't know what he's going to do. So he's here and I'm like, hey, guy, I got to go. And he goes, oh, hey, before you leave, can I just use your bathroom real quick? And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, don't do it, Pam. Say no. Say you're leaving. Say no. But I don't know what the social pressure is and why I feel it so strongly to be a nice person. I don't know... If it's my white guilt, if it's my guilt over having a home, if it's my guilt over living in San Francisco as an artist, whatever it was, and I hang it at the brainwash, whatever. I said yes. Oh, oh no! Oh, no. No, buddy. So after the first five minutes, I think to myself, he's in there doing the hair on. Hair on. He's in there. That's what he's doing because he's being real quiet, and I don't hear any poopy-poops, and I'm not hearing any pee sounds. So I say really loudly, hey guy, I gotta get out of here. Dude, bro, wrap it up. No noise, nothing. No, no. Okay. Ten ten minutes have elapsed now and I'm I'm pacing outside. I'm pacing. I'm fucking like,
6: God damn it, Pamela. You're so stupid. Why why would you let him do this? Why are you letting him Yeah, don't do that shit again.
4: So then again I walk back in. Now after 15 minutes and I'm like, dude bro, seriously, I gotta go. You gotta get out of here. No noise. No noise. No noise. I'm like, what the fuck am I gonna do? Do I bang on the door? I'm like, I don't want to bang on the door. I'm kind of scared of this guy. I'm like, welcome. So i sound like, So finally, I come back in and I get really, really loud and I'm just like, dude, it is time. You get, it is time now. With that kind of like nanny mom voice of like, you hear that, you hear that I am not pleased. Yeah. I got things to do, buddy. So kinda of stumbles out of the bathroom and I'm like, that's exactly what it was doing. And he tries to pick up a stuff and uh, drops it on the ground a little bit. And I'm like, dude, just get out of here. Okay, can you just be done? and he's fuddling around on the piano. He's got getting he's getting flyers. He's like getting flyers. I'm like, no flyers for you. So we finally left. But clearly I mean, do I have to put a sign on the door that says "Don't do heroin in here"? Or you just gotta
6: be okay.
4: But what do I do? I'm a woman alone in the afternoon, and I don't want to like. Hell
6: no! You can't use no panty bath. No, no. Yeah, no. no, Hell no. Hell no. This is for safety. You know, by this point, it's just like you knew he was kind of shady. Yeah, I knew. You put your shady radar on. Right. Don't be nice. Fuck people at this point. Yeah. You know, because it's you. You never know sometimes, and I I like to put my wall up. I don't care if you stank and you look shady. No.
4: I know. I had the money on me, too. I just wanted to get out of here. Yeah. Yeah.
6: There's a time of a place, you know, I mean, because good... You, it's not hard to, say, you don't have, you can, it's easy to say no. It's easy
4: to say you no. Know, it's easy to say I no.
6: I feel terrible
4: about it. And I, this is another thing I heard this week. I heard a rumor about Mutiny Radio and people were like, well, you know, she's doing that. There's more open mics and that's great and everything. But, God, you know, it's kind of like where homeless people hang out. And I'm like, dang it, is that what people, uh, no. I'm like, it's just on Friday from three to six. It's the common thread collective. <laughs> they're not homeless. They're hippies. It's, you know, they share apples, they buy bring like cinnamon cake they do and and yeah they're wearing weird hats and some of them have feathers sticking in weird old dreadlocks but they're not
7: (laughs) well have, have you seen in new york city because the weather's so bad there right now the homeless have taken over whole foods Wow. Because they have those nice big open seating areas where you can grocery shop and then sit and eat with, you know, other people. It's become junkie headquarters where they all go in because the shelters kick them out during the day. They can right, stay at yeah. night, but they kick them out during so the day. It's so
6: cold, you can't.
7: So they hang out at Whole Foods and socialize and, you know, go into the bathroom, shoot up, come back out, and zonk oh. out at a table.
4: Upscale New York City supermarket has become social club for junkies.
5: Yep. <laughs>
4: three days ago. This New is York amazing. Post. This is the New York Post. And you see like they're just it's not just for foodies anymore shoppers at the Bowery Whole Foods Manhattan's largest supermarket can browse craft brews in a beer room choose from an array of artisanal products in the cheese finishing emporium and buy meat and fish from the in-house smoker the walls are adorned with arty photographs paintings and drawings from local artists but on the second floor behind the pricey gluten-free soaps lotions on organic sheets and shoes the rows of tables chairs and benches are often filled with a variety Of vagrants. Substance abusers, drug dealers, and homeless people are turning the sunny cafe area where shoppers can dine on pulled pork or Vietnamese sandwiches called banh mi you guys, into their own private social club for the cost of a cup of coffee or nothing at all during five visits to the store in recent weeks a reporter saw a modern day Bowery bum sleeping in the fetal position another nodding out in an obvious drug induced haze and few appeared to be drunk and one smearing toothpaste on his face and mumbling to himself (laughs) as the city's homeless population surges and heads indoors in recent wet and cold weathers retailers even high-end ones cannot escape the deluge the vagrants take full advantage of free wireless and microwave at whole foods and relieve themselves in sparkling restroom facilities they pool their change to buy a beverage at the coffee bar in order to get a receipt with the day's keypad code to the locked restrooms The problem with homeless people and junkies is frequent, said a Whole Foods cashier while bringing up cave-aged cheese and an assortment of organic produce. (laughs) Every once in a while, security will go upstairs and shoo them away. The 71,000-square-foot store... 71,000-square-foot yep. store opened in 2007 to much fanfare. The gourmet market, the length of a city block, imposingly sits between Bowery and Christie Streets and employs more than 600 workers. But what once... The province of hip, what, is the, what was once the province of hipsters is now a refuge for the city's growing homeless population and others. Last week, one bum in the grocery area picked items from the hot food bar with his fingers and popped ah. them into his mouth. Upstairs, a man reeking of booze drank from a dark bottle and argued with those in the cafe. Another man alternated between panhandling in front of the store and sitting in the cafe talking to himself. <laughs> no one wants to have lunch next to a foul-smelling bum or a drunk or a junk junkie nodding out next to you it's not very appetizing at the same time whole foods displaced these people oh wait this is the same quote at the same time whole foods displaced these people these were the originally original bowery denizens said sean sweeney head of the soho alliance gentrification took the place and displaced them where are they supposed to go The de Blasio administration has not done enough to find shelter for these unfortunate people. The number of homeless city shelters shelters reached a record high last year, with others using ATM vestibules or transit hubs like Penn Station as makeshift shelters. The supermarket is particularly attractive to the homeless bunking at the Bowery Mission, which is a block and a half away and requires residents to leave during the day. It's true, Um, all the shelters, you leave at like 8.30 and you come back and once you're in at 8.30 or whatever, you can't leave. And if you wanna come in at 11, you have to have a special pass Mm -hmm. that says like you have a job or you have a reason to be out.
6: Yeah. I don't feel sorry for that Whole Foods because if any, if you guys are familiar with the Bowery in New York, that's where CBGBs used to be, oh, what have you, yeah. and that's where part of like the punk scene was, like in the 70s and the 80s. And so when Mr. Gentry came in in the 90s and changed the whole Bowery, this is what happened. Yes. And so now you have so many displaced people who like the article stated, who are, have been in that area for so long, where are they supposed to go? This is the problem. This is the flip side of like, oh, well, Mr. Gentry, didn't help the other people, these displaced people. So this is the effect of what you get. And so I think the shit's funny. I, I, I think I, it's very funny I think too, it's very funny because number one, you're in New York, so what do you expect? And
4: you're buying an apple for $3.50. Do you know what I mean? Like it's an it's organic like, apple that costs $3.50. That's insane. Or a cup of coffee that's like five bucks or the, something. The yeah, only like,
6: thing that's nasty to me is like the whole bathroom situation. Yeah. You know, because I do use public restrooms. I'm not one of those like, oh, I will never use a public Toilet, but I don't like what you were just describing what happened here yesterday. Now I'm afraid to sit on that toilet. well, and
4: I <laughs> now that's the thing is, I didn't. Um I didn't check it or smell it because I know I didn't poo or whatever, but I came back later and I, it was clean. The bathroom was fine. But I didn't want to look at it at the time because I didn't want to be that person that's like, now nah, look what you did to my bathroom.
6: I'm that kind of person. I
4: just, I'm too <laughs> nice. Uh, it's easy to come here. It's nice and clean and warm and it closes at 11 p.m. So it's open pretty late, which is good, said Adrian Bay, 42, who said he was staying at the Mission while working and saving for an apartment. Sam, who was 35 and homeless, said he suspects addicts sometimes use the restroom. I see people come in here and they're and they walk with one foot in front of the other into the bathroom and then they come out two minutes later and they pass out, he said. <laughs> I've seen ambulances come because people have passed out after coming uh, out of the bathroom. One Whole Foods employee concurred that drug users are definitely in the building. <laughs> <laughs> the <homeless were> the <laughs> Elvis is in the building. The wholeness problem gets worse in the winter and nothing can be done about it, said the worker at the second floor barbecue food stand. Whole Foods officials declined
7: to comment.
6: You know, that shit probably goes on here, too. Oh,
7: I I work in customer service. I've got to deal with, you know, the occasional person that walks in who's mentally unhinged or on drugs or whatever it is. And, you know, my policy and pretty much the place that I work for's policy is unless they're causing a commotion or disruption. Leave them alone. Leave them
5: alone.